No. Hi, I'm Ike, and welcome to the Vistmark Podcast Season 4, Episode 10. What's up? I'm Mr. Dawson. Hi, I'm Jennifer. I'm Demetrius. I'm Joshua. And we've got two special guests with here with us here today. Hi, I'm Avery. Hi, I'm Joelle. Yeah! yeah! Woohoo! Special! Thank you. Yes, yeah, you're welcome. They're gonna hear that. They're gonna hear the clapping, and then they're just gonna be blown back. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I hope turn you the enjoyed the clapping segment of today's podcast. Yes, we were supposed to get some whistle effects, but... It's okay. It might hurt the... It's too late now. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Our first topic is uh, the the NAS interview with our two special guests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the board is NAS interview. So, yeah, special guests. You recently went to a conference. Correct. Yes. Right? Um, Avery, what was the conference? What was it called? Um, National African American Association Study. So in National, a- so- National <laughs> Association of African American Studies. I really so like N- NAAS. N triple A-S. And three A's? Yeah. African American Association. of African Americans. So associate. I can write. I can write this down. National Association of African American Studies. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's up there. It was in Texas. Yes. Right. Can you tell us a little about it? Um, so basically, me, Avery, uh, Rhea, and Tatum, and Dr. Barton went to Texas to present at this academic conference about um, African American studies, where basically um, professors from around the country come and present their knowledge on something related to the Black experience. So uh, we went and presented on uh, Black literature and art. Mm-hmm. So we each like wrote a paper, and we wrote this for about two months? Two and a half months. Two yeah. and a half months, and we presented it. At, we presented it at a panel um, at NOS. Okay. Um, what was your paper about? It was about... Um... Um, my Well, my paper was about... Um... Oh, four different papers. Yeah, there we, had, different yeah papers, we presented yeah. four different papers. Okay. I could talk about my paper. So yeah, my was paper yours? was about um, a black photographer named Carrie Mae Weems who uh, used uh, black subjects in a lot of her film. Um, and so I studied her works and also W.E.B.'s Du Bois' theory of double consciousness and how her um, depiction of black uh, culture related to that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so mine is different. So I talked about an artist named Betty Saar, and I also talked about W.E.B. Du Bois' theory of double consciousness and how that relates back to um, Betty Saar's work and how she's like changing the symbols of African-American um, people in art. Interesting. Okay, so uh, pretty heavily art focused. Yes. Was that for all four of you, or just? Uh, Rand Tatum wrote about um, the Other Westmore, which is a book we read in like that book. this year. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so for yours, um, is that what inspired your Soulful Celebration? That is what inspired. Yeah, my tell us about that. So basically, uh, for Soulful Celebration, I set up a photography project, kind of um, capturing like a lot of the a lot of black people in the Vistamar community doing something that like they're passionate about and this was like based off of Carrie Mae Weems's like work and the way she kind of like used film and yeah okay okay can you tell us what your experience was like going to conference Avery um so it was pretty good we got there and we were in the hotel so the conference was in the same hotel that we stayed in and basically there was a booklet that had different panels for each day and um different times and we kind of just chose what panel what looked more interesting to us and um it was pretty good overall there is um a couple that were a little unorganized but there were still some that we really liked and that we learned from okay i like that 
Um, what about the experience of presenting your paper? Like, was it like a talk, like a 30 minute talk or? So, well, basically we, we uh, just like led a conference and a, anyone who was in the conference could come and watch. And we basically just like read our papers one after the other. Well, wait, so when you were saying Avery, there was like a booklet of different mm -hmm. panels you can go to. You guys led one of those panels? Yes. Yeah, we, wow. Yeah, we were That's the, impressive. We were the black experience in art and literature panel wow yeah okay so next year you'll be headlining sure yeah <laughs> okay how was that experience talking in front of people and it was reading your research in front of people that's for me it was like i was a little nervous like going into it just because it's like a nerve-wracking thing because you you put like your heart into like a paper and you want people to perceive it well so um it was nerve-wracking but once like we you got into like the motion of just reading your paper it was like really good and um you got to meet the people that came to our panel you got to meet them and it was like a really good experience for us as students mm -hmm. okay okay interesting uh when was this again this was end of february middle of no it was like february 19th yeah. to the 22nd there you go mm -hmm. okay. okay so i hear this all the time not people at Vismar, but there's always people out there online talking. Why do we need events like this, like to highlight black artists and black mm -hmm. history? Why Why is that still important? It's 2020. I think it's important because just being minorities in America, we're still minorities in America. There's still things that need to be worked on, especially in independent schools. So I feel like just for us, it was, in, in, it was important because here we're... Um, it's easy to see that we're the minorities and it's easy to see that like a lot of people don't have knowledge still on African-American issues just because traditionally it's not something that's talked about in history or just in school generally. So it's good for like African-American students such as ourselves to research about different people like W.E.B. Du Bois's du Bois's theory or like Betty Saar to just talk about it and just to inform other people about it yeah going off of what Avery said like being a black artist is kind of um daunting because you're you're an artist and you're passionate about this one thing but then you also have to you know present yourself as black so it's like it's a very I don't know it's a very different thing so I think going to this conference and being able to like present on something that you're passionate about while also recognizing um how your race like ties into it was like extremely empowering for all four of us yeah that's yeah. great it's like showcasing your identity yeah yeah yes, I like exactly. that I like that all right. Well, our next topic is the coronavirus, which I'm sure you've heard about. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, the coronavirus is a disease that's basically a respiratory <coughs> illness. And as many people know it, it like, it was kind of like an outbreak in like China and that around that area. And so a lot of the- Wuhan to be specific. Yes. Thank mm. you. So, um, a lot of the actual like panic and things like that are actually kind of revolved around race. People were just thinking, were just afraid because it was China. And I think that caused like a bunch of the different like stereotypes and things like that to like break out. And people were starting to think that those kinds of things were okay to talk about now that China was the reason that this disease had breaking out but actually when you look at it when a lot of people talk about it it's basically just as deadly as the flu and we're not as panicked about that interesting well yeah it's so the flu is about like one percent mortality rate and then this is two percent mortality rate which is still like super low i mean obviously like above zero is still not great but it's super low and 
you know, um, and another reason that people are really freaked out about this is how fast it's spreading. Even though it's not deadly, it's just how quickly, you know, it's going across the globe. Like it's already in so many different countries. Mm-hmm. And Wuhan is just, or at least, yeah. So is the big deal behind this, one, it's spreading so quickly and also... There's a vaccination for the flu, right? Your flu shots? Yeah. But there is no vaccine yet for the coronavirus. Interesting. So that's the big deal. I did not know that. Did you guys know that? Yeah. I didn't know. Wow, I'm the only one. You didn't know there was a flu vaccine? I knew there was a flu vaccine. I didn't know like that is the re I didn't know it was like exactly like the flu. I didn't know that. Because it's not something that you can truly protect against. It's like all you can do is True, true. Like yeah. like how it spreads. It's not like if you graze across someone, like you get the illness immediately. No, it's more like if you cough on them and like sneeze. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Any... Make me transfer before any symptoms. Well, that's yeah. Really... Well, the same way you get the cold, right? Like, yeah. or the flu. Like, you don't get the flu from someone directly sneezing on you. And then you have to like touch your face and stuff like that. Like, you have to constantly wash your hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I will say, also, do you? So there's a biotech company in, I know not a lot of people get this, but a lot, there's a biotech company in China and they have an umbrella symbol, so, which is like a part pattern of uh, blue and I, I mean white and I think cyan and it looks, and it's only like a color away from looking exactly like uh, umbrella, umbrella corp from Resident Evil. <laughs> way no, over my just, head that's <laughs> I doubt that that has anything to do with it although oh wait Resident Evil was about an outbreak right yeah yeah, yeah zombies yeah. okay I mean like I, I think part of like the original panic was um, the Chinese government wasn't being truthful about the numbers with the coronavirus like, really didn't know that either if you look at the like graph of like the the spread of the virus obviously there's a part where it starts going up a lot more which is you know might be trying to like releasing more info or like being more truthful but there's a notable bit uh, there's notable day where it spikes up like a hundred or like, I, I don't know, a hundred is just a number I threw out there, but it spikes up however many cases, because I'm pretty sure that's like, you know, Chinese government was like revealing actual figures. or at least Oh, so we can't be 100% sure how bad it is there. Interesting. Especially interesting. because um, they've lied about yeah. like diseases that have uh, broken out there in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I heard they're lying about the way that they're dealing with it. Like mm-hmm. apparently there's a lot of like, hangings and they're like burning the bodies but they they're not telling like the u.s that and they're trying to keep it like very under under the there radar. are a lot, a lot of rumors. there are a lot yeah. of conspiracy theories that this was like man-made yeah. like resident evil yes <laughs> and and like it was it was kind of like a ploy by china china themselves i'm not saying that they did it like it's a it's a conspiracy theory that they made the coronavirus in order to deal with the overpopulation of china yeah, really that's an interesting, interesting. That's a really interesting theory. it's uh you know it's crazy to see how fast it's spreading like um i saw a case that like when it got to north korea they executed the patient which was it's rough you know yeah. everyone's dealing with this it's very interesting how even though it's not deadly people are kind of freaked out about it like obviously how fast it's spreading is like worthy of concern but like people are really freaked out about this yeah. mostly the people who die are uh, like elderly People with pre-existing health conditions. Yeah. And that yeah. makes or sense younger, though, right? Or younger people, yeah. like children. Yeah, and that makes sense because like even with the flu, most people our age or your age aren't dying from the flu, right? Yeah. It's the yes. young people or super yeah, old people. because you still have like healthy like yeah. systems. So, like, Interesting. You can fight it off. Um, do you have the symptoms on there? I do actually. Um, So it says here, 
that your symptoms may include a runny nose, headache, cough, sore throat, fever, and just not feeling well overall. Yeah, man, yeah. it's just like the flu. Yeah. That is yeah. almost one going to flu. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, what is the difference? Like, How do you know if you have that, that versus like, the flu? There's also, like, word that there's, like, a strain of the flu. Yeah, I did hear that also, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I like know. how the cold is a strain, or the yeah. flu is a strain of the cold, right? I like listening to NPR. I don't remember what it was. They're this is basically NPR right now. That, <laughs> but they were saying that it might have originated in bats. In bats. Oh, yeah. yeah. I read something else, like anteaters. Oh, I heard that, like, that was like when it first started. Though. I heard that like someone ate like a bat or something, and then they yeah. got the illness yeah, from they there. They ate a bad bat. They have bat soup in Wuhan. Interesting. That was a bad bat. Spoiled, uh, spoiled, spoiled bat. bat. You gotta make sure you get the right bats when you're eating bats. Wow. You know. Yeah. All right, so for our final topic for the day, I'm going to be pitching you a little ethics dilemma, which is the trolley problem. And I'm the sure trolley. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard of the trolley <clears throat> problem, but I'm going to go over it just in case. Basically, the most basic form of the trolley problem is you are on a trolley that is going down a track and right ahead of you, continuing on with the track, there are five workers who will get run over by the trolley and you cannot stop it. Or you can shift it to the to a different track than then hit one person. So what would you do? <laughs> Pretty dark ethics question. Yeah. So what would you guys do? I hit, in that I hit the one person. Yeah, same. It depends on who are the people. Yeah. Really? Oh, that's mm-hmm. very true. Yeah, do I know the people? A lot of true. a lot of the variations of the trolley problem uh, include like who the people might be. So maybe uh, like a family know, member. Like you're hitting uh, five Hitlers versus one Abraham Lincoln. Yikes! Yeah, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Well, no, I, I, did, I did the Hitlers I the personally. People, I gotta like, screen these questions. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, a big part of it that at least I find interesting is um, a lot of people don't switch. So another variation is let's say that you're like beside the track and the the trolley's going. It's going to hit these five people and you can shove this guy in the way and it'll stop the trolley. And so, you know, it's the same thing. It's one life versus five. But in this case, it's much more your fault that this person is dying. Like they are completely not related to the issue at all. They are completely safe. You are putting them in harm's way to save five people. So even though five lives seems like, you know, save those five lives over saving one life, it becomes very different when you, you I mean, know. If you could push this other murder. person into it, you would just jump yourself. That's true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like that one's... That yeah, one's more know. selfish than that. For me, that's an absolutely no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like how you have to push someone else. Yeah, yeah, them. it's a lot. It becomes your fault in a way. It's a you lot. Know? And then there are also, of course, versions of the trolley problem without the trolley. Like, uh, let's say that you... you Wait, so it's just a problem? It's a problem. There's some bad people. So so let's say you have five um, patients. You're a doctor and you have five patients and they all need a transplant, all of a different body part. And you have one completely healthy person who, if you killed, you could, you know, cure all these five people, you know, take their take their the organs that you need and completely save five people at the cost of this one person. Would you do that? Wow. It depends on what that person thinks. Are yeah. we, are, yeah. Yeah. Like, you never know at the same time because some people reject body parts. Yeah, that's yeah. true. True. Yeah, like, am I getting that person's consent Consent, who I'm taking the limbs of? Or am I just like, hey, I need your arms? Well, that's just... You know what? <laughs> I'm going to decapitate you. Give me your legs. <laughs> I need your organs. That's a lot. I Wow. Yeah, and then on the subject of um, these philosophy problems, did you hear that the new smart cars... Um, so oh. yeah, basically, oh. mm, there, yes, there yeah. were a lot of online uh, like uh, things where like people could 
uh, choose who they'd want to save in the event of a like a smart car crashing. Like mm-hmm. it can't stop. Like maybe you swerve out of the way and hit these people, or you just let yourself hit a barricade and kill who's in the car. Well, the like new like whatever the latest smart car models are, they will opt to hurt pedestrians in order to save who is in the car. Oh, oh well. Yeah. Who insane. I don't, I, by the way, I do not like that because I feel like if you bought the smart car, Ooh. you are consenting to, you know, the possible dangers involved. Hey, if you're walking I, down the street. That's for any car. If you created the car, I feel like your responsibilities are different, not for your customer, but I for I wouldn't even be driving that badly in the situation where I have to either crash into a pole or crash into a pedestrian. No, let's say... Like oh, it's self-driving. It's self-driving, yeah, it's right? Let's say your brakes broke and then, like, you can't... So the smart car can't stop, so it has to choose. I know. That's kind of tough. There's, like, an internet page for that, right? Where it's uh, like, what would you do? Yeah, yeah, and then they use that. Ooh, I actually like that. I think, like, a lot of the answers are, like, they usually, like, opt for, like, um, like, elderly people or, like, like, obvious, like, bad people. That's like a lot of the answers. Yeah, there's like a lot of different. You know, yeah, how yeah. do you know that? It, well, yeah. it can tell you like what type of people you run into. For example, um, but, like people but, like with masks on, so you can yeah. tell like they're robbing something. And then what I find the most interesting is there's scenarios where it seems like a completely equal uh, number of lives, like three men versus three women, but you have to choose. Oh to choose. wow, the yeah. man versus woman one—that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like uh, five five pet dogs versus five people. How's your cat, by the way? Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's a great segue. Yeah, I, I got two. I got, I got. You two, got two. I got two little kittens. Did you not listen to us at all? They're so cute. Demario is so much. No, I, I got Athena and Sayla. Catch them up. What happened? What happened? Uh, so I got two, I got two kittens. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, we had a discussion oh, on yeah. whether he should get a cat or not, and everyone said no. Yeah, nobody was yeah. a fan, but I got them anyway. He wasn't listening to our opinions. So I, I thought, <laughs> Athena actually has a cold matter. right now. She I mean, kind of knows. Yeah. Um, the newborn kittens or shelter kittens or? Uh, they're about eight or nine weeks old. Okay. Do you have to like? Are they are they young enough? Do they need, still need? They, milk? they can like they can get around. Oh, and they okay. can like get on and off my bed, and I can like they oh, get no. their own food and stuff. That's okay. Wait, cats no, in wait, your are bed? they eating? Are they eating like actual cat food now? Yeah, I give them this kitten kibble, and oh, okay. then uh, give them some wet food a day, and they have to get these antibiotics because right, uh, you know they got young. spayed and neutered. Oh, oh, okay. so gotta make sure. Interesting. Yeah. Are you enjoying your decision? Yes, I am. What Sometimes I'm Athena? not, like, when it's 2 a.m. and they Athena decide that it's really fun to attack my legs. Yeah, Athena and Sayla. See, that's why? That's why you should have... So, did you guys ever figure out, was I making that up, that cats sometimes lay on their owner's faces while they're sleeping? Oh, yeah. so, that's, oh. that's real. Wait, okay. You have experience? My cats don't do that, but Athena... They do that to you? They, my, I used to have a cat, but he did do that. Oh, my oh, gosh. My do you wake up right away, or, like, do they try to be quiet enough to... I feel like they're kind of quiet. Like that's scary <laughs> but they're cute they're not he's gonna, on your face suffocating you i used to have some crazy animals i had a snake i had an iguana oh my gosh do you know damari <laughs> he would not like any of this <laughs> yeah my snake was pretty big yikes but was okay with snakes he was okay with snakes yeah because like you gotta get something mad what did his sister get did a rabbit mean? Oh, I had a rabbit. I had like four rabbits. Too. Four. Four. I had two crabs. They were about this big. Crab. Oh, this is a random cool. ecosystem. You <laughs> <laughs> the rabbit is illegal, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah rabbits. Yeah. Rabbits. Are you allowed to have rabbits? Seriously? Are you sure? They have them at shelters. You can adopt rabbits. Really? Were you yeah. misinformed? You can. No, I think it's just the way that they got it. My sister <laughs> wanted a pet bunny instead of me, but she got me. Yeah. Bunnies are difficult because if you get them too young, some pet stores take them away from their mothers and they die. Oh, that's yeah, 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 yeah. I experienced that a lot. Yeah. Interesting. What happens? They get, get like 
they're attachment. they're too young, so they still need their mother to depend on like the milk and stuff like that and the nutrients from their mother. So um, they get really sick very fast. And we had bunnies, and my mom had to end up taking one to the hospital, and paying a lot of money for medicine. She had to like feed it by hand. Oh, and she could have just had the mother rabbit. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But they take them away from the mother rabbit, so it doesn't usually work out. Hmm. Learning a lot today. We went from the conference to the virus to cats to the trolley. To the trolley. <laughs> with the trolley without the trolley. Yeah, to the, the rabbit. The trolley without the trolley with the patients. How about I it's been a ride? The Darwin Awards. Uh, okay. Wait, no. No, 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 no. That's no, the no, awards no, for like no, people no. doing crazy stuff, right? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Dang it. Man. <laughs> I know. It's not a really funny one. If I know Darwinism is survival of the fittest. Well, Give us one. What's one good one? Uh, so. <laughs> This, this is guy. He's a rhino movie. poacher, right? Oh, and I, I know he's a what? He's a rhino poacher. poacher. Oh, I don't like it. I, 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 I love like animals too. I, I don't like animals. Like Can you wrap it up? Yeah. All right, thank the you very, for listening okay. to the Vistamar podcast, season four, episode ten. Um, it's been a pleasure to be on this podcast with you guys. That's the end of the season, right? So, uh, you know. Yeah, man, this is the last season episode. Finale. Yeah. Season finale yeah. with finale. our special guest. Obvious Thank you. Season. I almost ended As it with the Darwin Award. Yeah. Obviously, okay. season four Why was Why would you choose the rhino poacher? Should we rank the Vista Marcians? We should binge them. Uh, season four the top. Binge them. Right. Or no, make that next trimester's G-Block. Oh, do you have a song of the week? Yeah, I got one more song of the week. For everybody, which is um, last one, "Living Thing" by Electric Light <gasps> Orchestra. Such, yeah, know, yeah, such a D- nice soothing. You should vibe. listen to "Telephone Line" as oh, well. Well, then "Telephone that, Line" by by that's why? Your secondary. Um, this is a really good song. That's your secondary song. Um, <laughs> got some good acoustics. Got some good um, vocals. All around, pretty good song. Okay, <laughs> like someone is lying about it. Yeah, right. Like, 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 like someone is giving you the reading. How would I know? Like, how was the book? How would I know? Like, 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 like,